Welcome to this episode of Circle of Traits. I'm Todd Studer in studio today. Travis Waldstein, air serve heating and air conditioning and counts of bluffs. How are you, sir? Living a dream. Living the dream. Yeah, and nightmares are dreams, but you know what? Today is not a nightmarish day. It's a nice day. Yeah. As we are recording this, yes. Yeah. And as we are recording this, we are also staring the surface of the sun straight into the eye. Yeah. It, it, you know, they talked about this a month ago, five days and we'll get two days. So we'll see what Saturday is, you know, if it comes up and rains and stays in 80s versus 95. That's so, true. You know, like I said, I might be a Hawkeye, but in this case, I'm going to be from Missouri. You got to show me you know, Mother Nature. <laughs> Let's bring it on. We're ready for it. So, Well, we have... You know, folks that listen to us on Bluffs Country, we've been talking a lot about your service plan and just how beneficial that can be. And one of the things that we really stress about that, Travis, is that ultimately it's a, it's a money saver. Mm-hmm. Because if you can find a problem when it's small, before it's had a chance to just continue to get worse, then chances are pretty good you're not going to be spending as much money. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll run weekend service calls too. It's not a problem. It's just, <laughs> it just makes a whole lot more sense if you're having pretty, you can be proactive or reactive. And, and you know what, when it's 96 degrees out and the humidity's like, it's 82 wet bulb and so the humidity's like 80 some percent. That's pretty much swamp ass. So, you know, and, and it seems late in August, but the way this summer is, we'll probably have a really warm September, and then it'll turn to winter. You know, that that's what I fear is going to happen. So, yeah, preventive maintenance would go a long ways towards that. Actually, you know, we're talking in my Council Plus Business Connection group. I'll bring that up or tell us more. I mentioned commercial maintenance. You know, we do residential, but we also do commercial service. And, uh, you know, we offer quarterly where we come do filter changes and that kind of stuff. So it's not just for our residential customers. It's also for commercial. We do tailor it a little bit more when it's commercial because commercials, it's... It, in some ways, it's the same, but there's usually a lot more as far as quantity is concerned. But, you know, when you've got a building that's got three, five, ten rooftop units or they got a boiler system or whatever, and they've got a large facility, you know, with with a residential homeowner, you're talking hundreds you could potentially save. With a commercial building, you're talking literally thousands of dollars you can save just by keeping the stuff clean, keeping your filters changed, just doing, you know, you know, condensates cleaned and making sure you're not having issues with wet ceilings or whatever else that happens, you know, because you didn't do the maintenance or you decided, well, I'm going to wait off to do it because, you know, it's money. And then you have a $5,000 drywall repair because you have a blood plugged condensate drain and that we see it all the time. So it's pay me now or pay me later, you know, so... When you are sending technicians out, is it a different skill set when it's residential versus commercial, or are they very similar? Similar in a lot of ways. The client, you know, if you're commercial, we we do work for quite a few commercial customers. Usually it's not the, and the residential is usually the homeowner. A lot of times the owner of the company might be out in New Jersey or Zimbabwe or wherever they're at, you know, but usually whoever the facilities person is in charge. You know, sometimes you got real good facilities people that do a lot of their own stuff, but there's certain things they can't do. And listen, that's fine. You know, no no problem with that. You know, we want to step in, you know, maybe where they can't or if they get short-staffed, that's why we're able to offer it. You know, I mean, some places will do very little maintenance themselves. They'll know that there's a problem and know to call somebody when they have a problem. So every is different, but it's at the end of the day, it's still a customer service business. 
you know, we're there to fix the problem. But it's about building a relationship with the customer and then doing what you find out what the issue is, tell them what you need to do to fix it or what needs to happen with it and just being candid and having the conversation. I would think that in, in a situation like that, when often, if, if it's a large enough commercial business, then the owner, the actual owner is not going to be there. So you're not building a relationship with a homeowner. You're building a relationship with, say, the guy in charge of maintenance or mm-hmm. that type of thing. Absolutely. And if the owner needs to get involved, you know, it happens. We're dealing with a, a school over in Omaha right now, actually. They've got they've got some major HVAC issues and the owner's getting involved with it because you're probably taking like a quarter million dollar project and they've been dealing with this problem for two years and they got an engineer involved and I said and I looked at what they're trying to do and I said, Well, you know, if this is going to be your plan, I wouldn't walk, I'd run. <laughs> and, and, and so that that was a very interesting conversation, you know, and, and now they're wanting me to, you know, meet with their engineers and, and talk through, you know, what they're trying, you know, what they're trying to do, because this is a place they've got, you know, 50 to 100 kids there every day. It's by the med center over in Omaha and you know if you're sending your kids to daycare there or preschool whatever it is you know you don't want to you know I used to go out and eat dirt and play with tractors and do all that stuff on the kid and you know try to give my sister put her face in the dirt and you know I was I was not a very nice brother but probably at that type of situation you know the kids are probably a lot nicer than what I was and you know they want you know parents want to know that they're safe and they're comfortable and you don't have the issues so and it's important because if it's not that way the the parents that are paying for the service are going to send their kids somewhere else. Also we've talked often that you're always in the market wanting to talk to young folks or anyone else that is looking to get into the trades. This time of year, I think it sh- should probably be a category on the application of, are you a football fan? And if not, that should put them up to the top of the list because you need guys that are not wanting off on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, that's my job to be off on Saturdays. <laughs> I got season tickets in Iowa City, and I've got to go to LC home games. So at maybe a Packer game this year. We're to, we're still talking about that one. So. That, I... I used to have a boss in radio that grew up a mile from Lambeau. That'd be awesome. And he used to ride his bicycle past Lambeau every day. Oh, I believe it. And you want to talk about a Green Bay Packer fan. Uh, <laughs> that is the just the the, the peak yeah. of what one could be. The good part about Green Bay, it's as flat as this tabletop if you've ever been there. I mean, there, like I said, the only reason there's a hill is because there's a bridge going over the river. <laughs> you know, in Green Bay, it, it, it is what it is. But I don't know. I, I, might go up, I might go up and see them. They're playing up in Minneapolis like late December. So oh, maybe. you're going to go to Minnesota. Yeah, I might go to, watch I might, might go to Minnesota. I, I don't know. I like the outdoors better, but you know, just because I like to watch the Vikings lose. So, you know, it, the, that would be, you know, my brother-in-law is a huge Vikings fan. I know a lot of other people and, you know, I did watch quarterback and we talked about this earlier, the one on right. Netflix with Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and then Mariota kind of hard to hate Kirk Cousins after watching that show, but I still want the Vikings to go 0-17. I, I just, 
don't know. You it's know. okay to root for yeah. both. So, but no. Well, and I've actually been up there for a game. I, I'm a Falcons fan, and the Falcons played in Minnesota in 02 into the game that I went to. And this is back during the Michael Vick days. And Atlanta won that game in overtime on a 56-yard run by Vic. Yeah, well, well, I know. That's a whole different meaning. That's an altogether different story that we just, we just try to forget about it, uh, Atlanta fans. But also we want to mention that we are here now and we've reached this point of the year that you and I have been talking about this. You are going to come join us. On the morning show on Bluffs Country, yep. every Friday morning yep. to talk about the Hawkeye game yep. for the next day. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about Utah State. So uh, the Hawks in Utah State we started doing a little bit of homework on them, so mm-hmm. I haven't got crazy yet. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about that, and uh, you, we're gonna be bringing that up. I, I think it's an important deal. I had a conversation last night about it, actually. You know, if you if you don't have the Bluffs Radio app out there, you know, because like I said, the station is limited as far as locally. But if you're on the app, you could be in you could be in Yuma, Arizona, and listen to Bluffs Radio. You can yeah, you, you can, can you can hear CB Travis talk about the Hawks. <laughs> so there, there there you go. So now we we do need to mention that the Bluffs Country is a Hawkeye affiliate. However due to the regulations from Learfield Sports, we're not allowed to stream the games. Yep. So you do have to be within the listening area. However, and you talked about that the FM signal doesn't get out as far, but we also have an AM signal, and that's just fine to listen to football. Yeah, that's 14, right. 1420 AM. That's so right. So if you're listening and you want to hear the Hawkeye games and you're in the area, 1420 yeah. AM, you'll be able to hear them and also be able to hear Travis's commercial. They, they, he, is a, he is a Hawkeye sponsor on Bluffs Country. Yeah, no, and we're doing the fall sports ambassadors as well, so pretty excited about Yep, about we're that. bringing you on, and, and you're, you're a big, big supporter of everything that we do, but more importantly, Travis, you are a supporter of the local high schools. Well, and I think that, that it, it, the businesses here in town are responding so well to what it is that they have been missing for so long, and that is local coverage of their ball games. It just, they haven't had it. They haven't had it. And listen, you know, I mean, a town of this size, you know, if you're in Des Moines, if you're up at Sioux City, if you're, you know, unless I said, I grew up in Spencer, you know, we always, you know, KICD always had mm-hmm. the Spencer Tigers on, you know, on the radio, still do to this day, you know. And I, then, when I was at uh, KUOO, we were doing, I mean, there was some Spencer, now they were usually playing Spirit Lake or Okoboji, yeah. but yeah, we were, we had those games on too. So I, yeah. I've been you know, at the Fieldhouse and Spencer plenty of times. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's important. And with the community here, what's available, I know I was talking with James Watson, LC sports fan. He does the mm-hmm. home broadcasts, you know, with, with the TV. And, you know, I talked with him, and, and I know talked to the, some of the football coaches at LC and, and St. Albert's. Like I said, know, know some of them guys. And, you know, I think they're pretty excited to know that, hey, we're going to have local coverage, you know, local as far as being able to know so if you know lewis central's over in creston or they're playing adm or whoever because i think you guys what got three well tj is is gonna go play at wicker shammers i refer to as titan north so i'll say you're you're uh, not helping your cause no i'm not helping my cause there so but no in all seriousness no it is a good you know, it's good to be, have the local teams for all, all four schools. And even, you know, your Underwoods, your trainers, you know, I mean, the signal, I think, does get out that far. Yeah, the, 
um, the, the AM definitely, and the FM in for Underwood and for Ola, where Tri Center is at. Yeah, you'll be able to hear those games, and we, we're going to have those. They'll be playing St. Albert, so we'll have those mm-hmm. those games too. Yeah, so it's kind of exciting time. You know, you get to talk, you know, get to get in the radio, kind of support. But to me, it's about supporting local at the end of the day. You know, it, it honestly, you know, what I kind of thought we'd come in here and talk about today, besides. Gabby Balin or Abby Balin on. Yeah, so, yeah, she did. Yeah, I had this migraine. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah. I think she, I think she was just scared of the microphone. And yet, no, you can't delete this off the podcast too. I will definitely be checking that out, Abby. So yeah, Abby does our editing and listens to these and makes sure that everything sounds good and the quality's right. She, and, she, she, she yeah. she's very tall and she's very good at what she does. And, and we need to get her in here to tell a little bit of her story. So I think so. Yeah, she's got a great story. Yeah, a couple of years of playing volleyball for UNO. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And there's a lot to that that she hasn't even talked to me about. And I'm her boss. So. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, so she, we're, I told her we'd talk about her one way or the other today. So, but no, she's great at what she does. But uh, no, but here's the thing: we're sporting local. You're sporting sport high school teams in a town, and I don't care if you're written for TJ or AL or St. Alberts or Lewis Central or even like Underwood or trainer i think it's important that you have that community and i and i think what happens with the radio you know if i'm sitting there on a friday night at the lewis central game i usually have one ear pod in and i'm listening you know to to, to the ball game usually what's going on or i'm you know I, there was another station down south where i want to get scores or i'm checking the des moines register i'm usually going between three websites checking updating games well you know, what's Harlan doing, what's Xavier doing, you know, the teams that you know that you're going to either compete about or you want to see where they're going to be at it at the end of the year because, you know, you it, listen, you're just curious, you know, because at some point, you know, if you're Lewis Central, you're hoping to see Xavier, you know, AL and TJ are kind of a little bit different spot right now. But listen, wouldn't it be cool if one or both of them actually got into the playoffs? I mean, it'd be a huge thing. And, you know, here's the deal. There's there's people in the community that maybe can't get to the game that can hear what's going on, understand the excitement, and people that are actually there to help support them. I think it's fantastic. So. And, well, if you look at what AL has ahead of them, there's some that are predicting that, you know, they could be sitting at 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh at the beginning of this season just based on where they're at, the district that they're playing in, what they know about the new coaching staff, which, by the way, can you think of a time in Council Bluffs when there was three of the four high schools had new head coaches? Well, doubt that I, I've been here since, let's see, I moved in, 90, in 96, moved to Council Bluffs in 97, and going back through not all at one time, right. you know, I mean, it, it's just – you know, with, with Donnie Woods at St. Albert's, obviously he's got the Iowa Western pedigree. He, you know, coached at LC in the last four or five years. Well, and this is this is a former University of Maryland player. Yeah, he's... don't worry. I want I want a pork loin to, <laughs> on the Iowa Maryland game three years ago because as either I was he's got to cook me one or my son and him because him and my son Hunter are pretty tight. And uh, yeah, so I won that. It was a fantastic pork loin by the way so he can make me another one anytime but i think he's excited what he's got going on he's got the Laird twins over there helping him coach and some other assistants and dj's got a new coach they've kind of went through a gamut of coaches here but you know i could tell you from having friends at car lake i think that their middle school teams you know that they've got they've got some pretty good players at the younger level it's just a matter of, can they get that to translate 
at the high school level. They they have put together a very deep coaching staff at mm. TJ and mm-hmm. a new head coach Jeremiah Waters coming in and he he reached out to a lot of folks and I, I think with just one exception I think every single assistant coach at TJ has college coaching experience. Mhm. So yeah. it's yeah, they they've put together a a, a good mm. group over there. It, it's it's one of the things I remember 2009 and I tr- listen, I look at football a lot like I do my business. It's never the big things that bite you. It's always the small things that, that get you. And it's always the small things you're looking out for, you know. And so I look at football a lot the same way. I, I really do. It's the little things. You know, as, as Jim Duggan used to say, you know, are you running to the end zone line or are you stopping two yards short and running back when you're doing your 20-yard sprints or whatever it is you're doing? You know, and, you know, are you, you know, are you stepping off, you know, when, when it, when the ball's being snapped, are you stepping right off? Or do you have a half second delay? What kind of issues are you running into? And so, you know, when you're looking at a program, it also helps if you have consistency. If you've got the third graders and fourth graders running the same offense or same defense that the eighth grade, you know, the eighth grade of high school team is, you're not having to go back and teach you're not having to teach the the younger kids how to do you know that program right. it's the same thing in business if your technicians are out doing the same job every day and they're consistent about what they do and you know if i get the same experience you know with justin or with hayden or whatever it, it you know you know they might each have their own little different way or critique but at the end of the day you're getting the same experience you're getting you know a, a, a good result out of it it's good, and I think that's the biggest thing TJ. They've got some players. I mean, I believe their eighth-grade team last year went down and won the Nationals at some youth football tournament. So they've got some kids in the younger levels. They just have to figure out how to get that to translate and keep the kids out in high school. And, you know, AL's been one of them. You know, AL's kind of struggled pretty hard since Justin Cameron left in football. I mean, and that's been, well, I think 2015. And there's too many good athletes. They've got a great basketball program, and they've had decent baseball. I know Adam Manns is over there in the wrestling program. You know, I think they've got some good things going on with the wrestling program. They just have not gotten the kids out for whatever reason for football. And, I mean, you know, they're the one 5A school in in, in the city. TJ and LC are 4A, you know. So, I mean, AL's playing the Dowlings, the Valleys, the Waukees you know, right now. And, you know, it'd be nice to see them. And it'd be nice to go up there and see them compete and do well at that level. Well, they brought in a, a, well, he's a first year coach. He's very young, but he has a football pedigree. I mean, this young man, Peter Kilberg, ran for over 2,000 yards in a season mm-hmm. <laughs> over in Bellevue, Iowa. And it's, he knows football yeah. and he's, he has experience as an assistant coach and he, they're, they're pretty optimistic at AL about what's coming in. Well, I hope so. The biggest thing is, and that's good. It's, I think it'd be good. For, listen, it, it'd be very good for Western Iowa, especially Southwest Iowa. If all four schools are doing well down here, because absolutely, honestly, since, well, my younger boys hate, he, he didn't start played in graduated 16, but he started as a sophomore, junior and senior. He was three year starter at LC. And then Hunter played in 20 and 21, but the years they were in between there, I watched it. And you look at football in Western Iowa at that time, it's pretty much been Lewis Central, 
and not a whole lot. Sioux City East fell off. Sergeant Bluff's probably the one school up in Northwest Iowa that, you know, had been pretty good. Halen's fallen off the map. So if you talk Sioux City schools, so as far as Western Iowa, and, you know, there's a lot of people in Des Moines that think, you know, Iowa ends at Highway 71. You know, I mean, I'm going to call for what I, I'm going to call for what it is, right. you know, you know, so it would be good, you know, for the schools over here at the Western Not Project. Lewis Central has been doing great. You know, Harlan's been, came back here the last few years, but it'd be nice. Hey, you know, can St. Albert's, you know, get back to a winning tradition in football? You know, can TJ finally get over the snipe? Can AL, I mean, AL's had some really good teams, but then they've lost in the first round of the playoffs over the last 20 years. You know, can they get over that hump? You know, and to me, you know, if you got a program like Lewis Central that's playing football and playing at a high level and you're looking at got Harmless playing at a high level, you there's enough kids in this town that shit you know, there's enough good athletes, very good. I mean, we got, you know, we got football players in this town that are playing in the NFL right now. I mean, Caleb Shudek, there's kids in this town that can play. There's good athletes, there always has been good athletes. It's a matter of can you get some of that to all the schools and get them up to a certain level to where, hey, they're at least competitive. You may not win the state title, but by God, we got into the playoffs and got to the quarterfinal, and you get something for all these teams to build off of. Now, when my kids were at Lewis Central, I kind of felt a little bit differently because I wanted them to win. But at the end of the day, if they're all winning, it's better for the community. I 100% agree with that. And I'm, I'm curious whether you were intending to talk high school football when you came in today. But this is, I am starting to get that that itch again when, because I haven't done this for, I'm trying to remember the last time I went out. 2015, I think, was the last time that I went out and was broadcasting high school mm-hmm. games. And it is... There's something about uh, the whole Friday Night Lights thing. And, and, you know, talk to anybody from Texas. It's huge down oh, there. But it's also bi- very big in Iowa. That Or Pennsylvania is another place yeah. where, where, you know, the high school football games on Friday nights are big. And, you know, and when we were talking with uh, uh, Jeff Dermody earlier today, mm. and he was talking about it's, it's an event. It's not just a game. Mm-hmm. It's an event. You've got the cheerleaders. You've got the band. You've got all of these different groups that are coming out here. And, you know, the crowd and, and the student section and the adults and the parents and everybody else that comes out, it's an entire event. And that is what I'm excited about, and that's what I'm hoping we can convey over the radio. I'm encouraging everyone that if you are local and you have a local team to support and they've got a home game at in road games if you can but especially the home games mm-hmm. go to the game well, that before before you listen to us on the radio go to the game then take a radio with you yeah we'd absolutely. love to have you listen in absolutely i got earphones just like we do on here hook up to bluetooth i could listen to it you know it is a football player and i could tell a lot of stories when i was in high school we played for a state title my youngest son won a state title which was fantastic but i could tell you watching l and i'm gonna talk about lc for a minute but i think any program would take this in 2015 lewis central was we were six and three seven and two six and three we'd lost to johnson last game of year one of the last teams in the playoffs and we went and we and so we were the road team to go to the playoffs and in a 12-day period we had we had to go play we had to go play over at Urbandale and one of the things that happened at that game is the athletic director because they were asked about playoff shirts and the athletic director said in front of Lewis Central we'll have the playoff shirts ready for the first for the next round so they went over there LC beat 
Herbidale, beat them pretty good. Then we turn around five days later, turn them back around, go back and beat Ankeny. And I think Ankeny was like 9-2 and two or 10-1 and one or whatever it was, beat them on their field. And then we end up playing, and this was Max Duggan's freshman year, my, my oldest boy's senior year. We ended up going and playing a, a Dowling, which was in the middle of their seven-year title run, and at that time 4A, which was big school. And listen, we got the doors handed to us, but I, I'm going to tell you that success that they had, you know, they got beat in the quarterfinals that year. The next year, I believe it was two years later, they went and beat Valley, which Valley has been a power school at Valley in the playoffs. You know, so, and then finally Lewis Central, and they changed the classes a little bit, but then they finally got to where they knocked the door, and they got to the Dome, and then they got the doors handed to them. And then finally in 21, they finally won, got through, and won the state title. It was probably a, well, it was probably a 12-year process from when Duggan stepped in the door, Jim Duggan, to when they finally won that state title. It doesn't happen overnight, but I do believe that success from early on in the program and how things go help to breed success to where a team's at today. So, you know, St. Albert's or even LC could have a step back this year, but you got to start somewhere and you have to start winning the little things before the big wins start to happen. It's all about consistency. It's about the kids believe it. If you go four and five, but if you see improvement from the kids and they're excited and they're energized about it, you know, that means there's good things happen. If the coaches yell at you all the time and it sucks, then you know that the program's not in a good spot. So hopefully for the schools here this year, you know, I think there's some big expectations, but it's early. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see it. It's, it's until they show up and play on Friday night. You don't know, but I, I think you're going to have some teams here. Underwood and LC, I think, are going to be good. Harlan's obviously going to be good. The other team's going to kind of, hey, what can they put together? Can someone get catch magic in a bottle and make a run? You, you, there's always that one you never know about. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that I'm excited to find out and to see how this plays out. I have... I wasn't the first one to say it, but once it was said, I realized there's a lot of truth to that. I root for stories more than I root for teams. Mm. And the stories that we have that could potentially happen this year in Council Bluffs, I think, are these are the things that I want to see. Mm. Whether it be Lewis Central making another run when they have such a tough schedule. Well, uh, and, and they've had a pretty much a yeah. uh, their their offense. Well, their offensive line. Well, yeah, they lost two cogs their offensive line, but pretty much their backfield's all new. Right. So I, I mean, you know, you're not going to just replace, you know, a, a Camrad or a Humple. I mean, you're going to have kids that are ready to step up and, you know, play big boy football. And when they're scrapping up in the third quarter versus Harlan, you know, you know, not get the, you know, get the deer in the headlights. Look, you know, it, it's it, listen. You're Lewis Central. You're going to have to go win this damn football game. Let's go get it done. And then you look over at St. Albert and you look at the history that that school has had and the programs have had and the the number of athletes that have come out of that program. And now looking to turn things around and try to get back onto the winning track, bringing a guy like Donnie Woods in and... I, I mean, I, I spoke with him, and he, he talked about how the kids are buying into it, and he said that he talked about that history, and he talked about, you know, honoring that history mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that when you step onto this field, you understand that you are now a part of that history. And it sounds like they're really buying into it over there. Mm-hmm. And then you go over, and, you know, with both AL and TJ playing at Wickersham, it's it, it's going to be busy every Friday night over yeah. there, you know? So, and, and both of those programs, are 
I, I look at it every year with high school football is there's not they're not trying to repeat because it's it's such a different team from year in and year out. Yeah. You're taking that etch a sketch and you're turning it upside down and you're starting over again. Yeah, you're going to carry some athletes on from one to the next, but there's there's a lot of differences from one year to the next, and you just kind of have to start rebuilding every year. Here's what I've learned from living down here. I didn't go to high school here, but here's what I've learned. And, you know, LC seems to be the school in town right now that's had the most success, good, bad, or different. But if you talk to some of the old guard, let's say I'm going to bring them up, Marty Brooks, you know, there's a lot of proud TJ grads that went through the program and went through went through school over there and you know what what's happened listen demographics change people change you know and, and you can't change any of that stuff overnight but there is, you know there is a lot of tj pride I, I i do believe that's out there but you know it's one of them deals you know you you go to an lc game on friday night you go to a st albert's game on friday night and the stadium's packed you know, them TJ kids that are out there, you know, in particular, deserve the same thing. You're right. And there's been a lot of years, you know what, the team's been a doormat, and there's more cheerleaders than there is people in the stands, you know, and you want the team to be better. Well, part of that's going to have to be, you know what, you support your team, win win, win or lose, you know, when that happened. And so I'm, I'm hoping, and I, I'm not chewing, I'm just hoping for the kids that play for TJ at a football field, put Max in there, and I hope that the stands are full for them to cheer, you know, the cheering. Because to me it's hard. I've been to some ALC games up there between AL and TJ, and AL will have its fair share of fans. But, like, it's almost a ghost town with TJ. And then kids deserve better. They they just deserve better. So I'm hoping that the fans of TJ will step up and go out and support the team. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, these are going to be kids from five years from now. We talk about circle of trades. We talk about, you know, these are going to be the kids hopefully in your community working, living, you know, being a part of the community. And if you're not willing to support them in a time to maybe where they're not at their best ever, you know, unless they're getting their doors handled, you know, what's it going to be like for them in real life, if you know what I'm saying? And, and so them, the kids deserve a positive experience with that. And and so I, I think you look at, well, they're a terrible team. I don't want to watch. You know what? There's been years that Iowa's been 1-11 too. You know what? I still support them. I still watch them. I still go to games. It's happened with other teams. You know, the Packers are probably going to be terrible this year, but we won't have Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go watch the Packers still, you know. That you, if, if if you're a Fairweather fan, I guess that's your prerogative. But you know, if you're about community and you're about your school and your team, you need to be out there. And I'm 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 a very big on being about the community. I believe in this community. I mm-hmm. believe in it's one of the reasons that I have the job that I do and that I, that I do what I do on Bluffs Country is because I believe in Council Bluffs and I'm seeing it as I'm out and I'm talking to folks. Mm-hmm. They this town seems that they were too afraid to say that they're proud to be here and mm-hmm. they shouldn't be afraid to say that because this is a great community mm-hmm. and I'm I, I'm excited I'm really really excited to get this underway I moved down here in 1996 
you know, moved to Omaha Cats Bluffs, lived in Bellevue for a year, moved down here in 97. So I've been in and around Council Bluffs the last 25, 27, 28 years, whatever it's been. Been to trade for 29 years for what I, I do. I could tell you from a business perspective, you know, from, from dealing with the people and dealing with the community and, and just kind of, you know, you have, it's a bigger city, but it's got a small town feel to mm-hmm. it. You know, I could have bought into a shop in 2009 over in Omaha, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be on 190th and Dodge. I enjoyed dealing with the people here in Council Bluffs and Southwest Iowa Lubbock. Now, you can say names. You can, you know, there's all kinds of kind of negative connotation you put about Council Bluffs. But the people are here are hardworking. A lot of them are blue collar. And you know what? They just don't want to be bullshitted. They want to be shot straight. And a lot of them are good people. You might not always like to live. They might not have the the nicest house or the neatest car or whatever. But, you know, if you're into shiny things, I guess that's important. But I'd much rather deal with a lot of good people that have less than a perfect life and, and have a good work-life balance than be in a lot of other places, you know. And I'm proud to call Council Bluffs home. I think it's, you know, my kids went through school here. You know, my, my one son's here now we moved back and you know i have a feeling my youngest son will be back here too and you know it's fun now i'm watching my son 26 he's working for me his class his kids friends he grew up with you don't know what he does for a living because we did it when he was in high school we're starting to see that next generation well we we need that next generation because you know of people not you know but we're seeing that in the business because they're calling him because he's an expert in what he does or he's doing work for teachers that he taught him in high school and now he's over you know doing work as a professional for them that's kind of neat to see that as a second generation deal and, and i don't think that happens in every community but if you get where you are you respect your people and you you know i like to think i run a good business i mean i i always believe i could do stuff better i would never tell you that i'm the best at what i do but i'm sure it's only the worst at what i do you know, but it's my people and what we do as far as services. And, but, you know, we're not here if it isn't for the people of Council Bluffs, Pottawatomie, Mills County that we service and we do business with. And, and I like to do business with my friends. You know, a lot of these people I do business with are also friends. So that helps a lot. Well, I, I can't end it better than what that was. But I do want to say before we let you go, Travis, that the 1997 was the year that March. Mm-hmm. I was covering Pella, and they beat your Spencer Tigers into three boys basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a quarterfinal game. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven. See, the boys were born in ninety-seven. I got married in nineteen ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven was the last year that Hayden Fry was coach before they fell in the doormat in ninety-eight. Nineteen Kind of a big watershed year yeah. in my life. A lot of things happen, so that's a real easy number for me to remember. And I, I think it, I'm, I'm fine saying this. I know that they're, I, I work for, I'm no longer with them, and they are now I, technically, I guess, they're a competitor, but I don't really look at it that way. 97 was the year that I went to KMA, mm-hmm. and that was the year that I realized I'm actually good at what I do mm-hmm. because – the people in charge at KMA then, the sports director was Lee Hughes, mm-hmm. and he campaigned to get me there mm-hmm. because he heard what I did and wanted me, 
And that's when I realized, hey, I got some skills here, and I, I belong in this world. And it, so it's an important year. And Lee taught me so much mm-hmm. about what I know now when it comes to sportscasting. So, yeah, 97 was a big year for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you moved to Southwest Iowa. That's when I first moved to Southwest Iowa. Too bad, yeah. too, too, too bad they didn't knock that falcon out of you. But we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been – yeah, I go all the way back to the uh, Bartowski days. but Bart, Steve Bartkowski, you know. Is that like is that like the Magic Man? You know Don Mikowski, You know I mean that's kind of right that era. Well, do you remember you remember the name David Archer? Yes, the quarterback for Iowa State. Yeah, he was a quarterback at for the Falcons. Yeah. And when I was in high school, I was working for a Michaels store. You know what, you know that craft store. Yeah, working back in the framing department, and I helped put something together for David Archer. Oh really? I'm sure he still has it and, and hangs it on oh, his wall. I, I bet. I I. I, I bet. I bet he does. So yeah, he says, I, says, I, I put a little I, Hawkeye yeah, down the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, made, made by Todd Studer. Go Hawks! <laughs> 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 All right, Travis Waldstein, Air Surf Heating and Air Conditioning, joining us here on Circle of Trades. Thank you, sir, and we're going to be seeing you every Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, and we, we might we might happen to mention something about Iowa State and Nebraska too during during our Hawk talk. So I, I would I never. That might happen. happen. Yeah, that might happen. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to this episode. Back again next week with another. Until then, take care.